Hi. To Mark, who helps us produce these podcasts, tell me um, if you haven't had much coffee or maybe some cocaine recently, listen to this. It'll give you a bit of a jolt. And he was talking about our conversation with Chris Pack uh, about his um, work, which is to do with taking young people out into nature and essentially giving them a, a rite of passage, uh, an opportunity to transition into a new way of being and to see what unfolds. And in this conversation, which is quite energetic, so I would definitely make sure you're in a calm place before you listen to it. He talks about or one of the key things that he talks about, which I was quite fascinated by, this idea of purpose urges and survival instincts. Now, the survival instincts are the need for food, shelter, to make money, given the system that we work in. And uh, sometimes it can be even tied to status and power and knowledge and this idea of needing to do things to stay alive. Uh, or to be known or to be seen. And just, that's, the, that's the message I seem to get from him. It can help essentially mean that we get caught up in the rat race of um, achievement. And then he talks about purpose urges. And this is to realize that we are not the center of our worlds and there is more to our worlds than us, which opens us up to many things, not only joy, but maybe also a lot of grief and painful feelings. So in this conversation, um, you're going to hear Chris's perspective on life, which may seem a bit chaotic and challenging, but that's, I think, his role, is to challenge the status quo, to challenge this belief that life is linear and structured and predictable, and maybe that actually there's another way that the world actually works. He might not be right, he may be wrong, and he admits that freely, but he does invite you to question, is everything that I know right now really how it is? Enjoy. So I used to be, uh, I spent 15 years in mergers and acquisitions advice, you know, in, in London. First half of that in big investment banks, second half of that in a small independent place that I joined in starting up with two more senior colleagues that I'd worked with previously. And so it was just the three of us and we started from there. I was also really into mountaineering and rock climbing and hiking and increasingly in, into woodland stuff. I wasn't like some city wanker cartoon type, lost in money lust, wanting to drive around in shiny cars and, and, and being mean to women. It's, it's not one of those stories. But that was up until 10 years ago. And then 10 years ago, when I was 37, at which point my daughter was four and my son was two, I left it in a particular way. I just left it. And after that, there's well, well, there were, yeah, chaos and confusion by design choice, or that's just how it was, um, negative space rather than something to positive to jump onto. Uh, fast forward 10 years now I for work in order to um, earn income I do things that involve uh, adults or, or children I really enjoy you know designing youth programs and getting out I'm a I'm a I'm a guide for the hills and I'm a bushcraft instructor and I like to bring that together and there's this kind of whole nature 
awareness stuff, which I've had my own version of doing, unstructured, kind of something you might call it. Oh, I, I hate, I hate just trying to describe it, but like there is a, a certain mindset and an indoors type mindset, and it's quite amazing what happens even if you just have a little bit of time. Uh, with someone that's not too structured, not too focused, and is outdoors, and and it sounds frivolous already, but it can get it can be quite a door opener for some people, or at least a different perspective, or at least a little bit of relief. Maybe what I'm good at now is, or something I can help people with, is to create the conditions where they can actually leave behind what normal processes and priorities and uh, happen in everyday life, and actually see what happens when other ones are brought in, which are more nature related. And nature is not focused and goal oriented and time managed and, and, has, and does not have learning objectives. Awesome. And then there was a bunch of stuff that happened in between that, which we might talk about too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to do that. I'd like to also go back to the transition and the negative space. But I think you've opened up this door, this opportunity to talk about this everyday life structured approach to things. And then this space where there's less structure and you talk about things that might happen there. Do you want to share a bit more about what you've seen happen when you take people into less structured places and being in nature? I'd almost quite like to answer that in quite a different way. Because what's useful about it, what people might get out of it, I try not to actually even think about that. I'm okay if I never find out. And I, I don't go in having a plan for what. Because each person, each to their own. And really, I, I don't actually consider it any of my business. I don't really, it's their business and not for me to, um, you know, package. Maybe if I were to take it right back and not be so slippery, what are we even there for? What am I even turning up for? Am I, am I there to kind of essentially sell a product? What are my honest motivations behind it? I mean, that's where the negative space bit comes into. I can only say like what, what happened before I had to leave my career. And this, this all eventually reflects into how I do things now. But I had a fundamental change of heart, right? I was looking around and thinking, what if the whole story might be wrong? The way the language we use, the stories we have, what we call right and wrong and what's taken to be normal. Maybe what if normal is actually so far away to a bit of an extreme that everything else looks a bit extreme. And so to actually come, try and come back to your, your question, like, a yeah, I, I guess I naturally don't take anymore. And I certainly strove to for one, not take a kind of, functional, mechanical, sort of machine, uh, logical approach to things of, I'm going to do this and you're going to get things out of that because I'm not in control of what someone gets out of it. I'm not trying to dance around a bit, but the very thing I'm talking about, the very thing that I might be useful in offering is a place where that isn't happening. And I don't have an agenda and it is genuinely best to come in with no expectations and let it play out in the experience that's going on, whether that's in the mountains, in the hills, in the woods, because the moment I try to seize control of what I'm doing, what my value add is and what you're going to get out about it and whether it's going to be worth money, if I'm even doing it for money, right? Because that changes things already, doing things for fucking money. So what I think the journey that we've gone on here, and I think there's a uh, resistance is the wrong word, but this thing is like, I was trying to get you to say, oh, what's the value of what you do? And what I'm hearing is actually, that is a judgment in itself. And that is a judgment that no one can put on an experience that you're talking about or the way you want to hold space other than yourself because you're trying to create, in, the, in this case of stepping into nature, or you creating these spaces where things, as I understand it, might unfold in whichever way they need to. It might feel amazing. You might get something out of it. You might not get something out of it, but there's something around taking away some this transactional feel mm. to life. That's very nicely summed up. 
And this is interesting because like with our work, we're trying to help people build businesses that are aligned to who they really are. We're trying to create happy businesses with happy entrepreneurs. That at some level means working with money, working with the description of value, marketing things, talking about things with a level of of certainty to help people make decisions as to whether to join something or not. But ultimately, I'm still on this journey of trying to get comfortable with uncertainty, with unfolding. Ultimately, we have no control over what happens or what pe- where people will get to because it's such a personal thing, particularly the type of work. Like, what does it mean to do work that you really love? Well, what the fuck do you really love? <laughs> we have no idea. We, and that's the process of discovery. And also, I think some of the best things are, are almost impossible to put words to anyway mm. in terms of a, an experience, if it's an experience that you're crafting, which... Chris is and I'm guessing those circles you host and trips you host it's experiential and so I think more of it like a designer would which is what can you control and not in terms of the outcome for them but more in terms of what you're designing you can design the experience and Chris said create conditions for things to happen for whether it's magic or difficult conversations or I don't know like clarity or a, just a random conversation with someone that might help them. So I, I think of it more in terms of, A, what's in it for you? So as in like, I love designing experiences. So I love the thought of bringing people together, but sometimes the best experiences are the ones that the outcome isn't what you planned it for. We plan for it. And likewise for people, people come for one reason and then maybe get something else out of it. So that's always the tricky thing. Like you said, when money comes into play, what am I actually buying here? Am I buying an experience or am I buying an outcome? It can come things from uh, different ways as well. The, the, the way I tend to come from it is, uh, 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 and this isn't flaky. It can sound flaky, but it's not. Is is it's this happen because it because it's happening. It just it turned out this way, right? I didn't design it really. I didn't like say I'm going to be a bushcraft instructor. I'm going to be taking people out in peak districts to get lost for four days. I didn't choose that. I didn't des- decide that. This is just what happened, man. Just from doing stuff just through plodding through the dark and stuff happening so therefore i don't have an agenda for this happening or that happening i don't need to i don't have the baggage for which by by choice of needing to give it a name or put it in a in a brand it's this is just happening this is unfolding just like you know the leaves are unfolding right now or what about we're talking about work a lot but what about you don't i've got a daughter and a son i don't plan what that's going to be i didn't one day decide to fall in love and go, I'm going to go and find a wife and fall in love, you know. So this is the sort of level I'm thinking, uh, uh, try to think about it. Rather than get too caught up in a, in a kind of planning sort of value transactional. Or and not that, by the way, anything I say, please don't anyone take it as a criticism, like I know something that someone else doesn't, or I'm in some higher place wagging a finger that I found something out that you haven't. It's like rubbish. I'm just a different approach, right? But if I look, I didn't decide to love gardening or, to, or like preferably dancing. You're just doing it because it's, you're just doing it. Things can unfold like that, right? And nature is perfect for being around because that's how it actually happens out there. Whereas indoors, things are often a bit more logical and need to be explained clearly. And that is good for a business because that's how a business and businesses are useful to, to get things done. But if I were to bring it back like, we have survival instincts and we've got purpose urges. Let's call them that. Now, both are important. Survival instincts, we need food. We need some income. In the world, the way it's set up now, we need to go and do a 
job and get paid so we can buy food. But it's not just that. It's status and advancement, identity. This, for me, is a lot caught up in survival. And that's why a, a kind of business thing I'm, I'm always work very careful about because I know that that's full of bear traps. I might think I'm doing business for good, but actually my identity is caught up in that because my name's on the door and I've got a load of investors who don't give a shit about my soul. They're not, I've got a stake in that. They need a return. So that's, it's, it's not, not wrong. It's just hazardous. But the mistake, and that's all right. That's, it's not easy, is it? But the mistake is to mistake purpose urges and survival instincts. They are different. They can't be conflated because as well as needing, you know, whatever our identity and our status and our need for food and security and comfort and safety and bloody happiness, all this type going on about happiness because purpose, that thing, which can easily be bypassed, that's not a happy road, man. That, that's an opening up of the heart, which leads to caring a lot about a lot more things than just me and therefore being uh, exposed to a lot of joy and also a rather huge amount of grief. It's not happy. It's not happy mm -hmm. at all. That's why protagonists in mytholo mythological stories, they get their butts kicked. And I'm not saying I'm some hero either, like I'm a, some hero from a story talking on a podcast. You just got me today, I'm afraid. But that's where, um, you know, that's, that's the context that I guess I'm coming from. Breaking back down, planning and all that. I'm happy to just be there doing this. I'm just here doing this podcast. How did this happen? I don't know. We just stumbled into it. You might be regretting it, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> oh, all right. There's a lot I want to yeah, there pick is up a lot. on here. And, and so it's really easy to reduce it down into really uh, discrete, concrete things. It's understandable, right? And, and you know, little milestones and, uh, and, you know, you look at the, the stars, but not the space in between. But that's where the things come out from. Uh, if we keep looking at the discrete things, then it's very difficult to actually for something new to pop up because everything comes out of uncertainty, doesn't it? I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> and it could change everything, right? <laughs> Even you're, he cha <laughs> you're challenging my need for certainty so hard. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> and your need for comfort. But most importantly, uh, that's your business, though. I'm, I prefer just to stick and keep the finger pointed at me rather than <laughs> anyone else. I would challenge my comfort, my certainty and my motivations behind that. Because if it's survival, that's cool because that's necessary. But I'm not going to talk about purpose when really... I'm trying to make a bit of money. So that, no, I'm not, I wanted to pick up on that because that's what I'm, I'm interested. You talk about these purpose urges. And I can remember we had a conversation previously around the purpose of some moss and the purpose of an <laughs> antelope or something like that. So yeah. could you, can, when you start, when you talk about purpose urges, what is it you're trying to, well, what is it that you're talking about there? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that a lot of things we think we are in control of or should be in control of, what, what happens to us and how things happen to us and what our destinies might be and what I'm going to do, what's my path to achieving my destiny. I think, I think that is an adolescent narrative in a very functional world, which is unraveling and isn't going to keep on like this for very long because things at the very least will run out or be extinguished purpose. I don't really use that word too much. I don't really use the word destiny. Soul is a bit off-putting for some because it can feel a bit new agey and like I'm trying to get you to come to my meditation workshop or something. And I, you know, I could, can flip from being a bit light about it to actually just, what are we really here for? What is it that thrums the deep note in our chest? It's different for all of us, but the things that really makes us 
us. Not so we can go and blab about what that is, but just where we find our true place in the world. And that's not something we're born with. It's not something that's given to us. It doesn't happen by itself. It's whether this is discovered, whether the, a path is taken, which is sufficiently challenging enough, that contains enough grief, enough pain, enough uncertainty, enough changes in the weather inside and outside to actually discover what strange little bundle of seeds we might be carrying and how we might grow them into something that's actually real and that is us, that not that some other institutional parent or someone gave to us. We have that when we're kids. And then at some point, you need to break yourself. And I mean break yourself and leave a trail of bits behind you and bits, things leaving you and people going so you can actually become and find i don't mean become what you are that it's easy to start to be a, get a bit spiritual sounding and that's that's all right but sometimes it, it works well in poetry not so well in podcasts right and you're just talking but i mean it's easy being moss right it's easy being moss moss knows what to do it'll just grow in a crack it won't grow in the desert it doesn't do that it won't grow much of it in the north pole it'll, and a deer seems to know what the deer thing is they just seem to do it effortlessly right or a crab, they just, they do, they crab around. And it's difficult for humans because we have more going on and we look at ourselves and I'm, I'm trying to turn off this self view thing. I don't know how to do it on this because I keep looking at myself and I want to be looking at you. And how do I look, you know, is this, am I making sense? I don't think deer and crabs have that in their daily, like I'm having in this moment. So it's much more difficult for us. And there is a huge journey and there's so much to unpack. So much we're given, we're given a structure, we're given a house to live in until we're at a certain age. But then, and what I think is often missed, is that at some point we need to leave that comfortable place and, you, and go through something normally in nature, because that's indoors, nothing's going to happen. And I don't just mean a rite of passage or a vision quest, where a, I guess a metamorphosis happens, where a, a mature human emerges, where... The, I am no longer in the center of my world with everything happening around me and I'm doing this and that, I'm pulling these strings and I'm making these plans and I'm making these outcomes. I mean, that's, it's still okay to, you know, you've got to get things done too, there's still projects. And, and then finding a, some sort of medium, whether that's in paid work or in all the other aspects of life, work being like one little section of the squireen, right? What about all these ones? What about all these other ones? Why does everyone always go on about school for kids? Like as if all learning happens in school and afterwards everyone jokes about how they know, never learned anything in school. Where did they learn it? Probably when they're out riding their bike and having fights and chucking bricks around and building sites or just stuff that happened when they weren't being told what to do. Do this now. And then at 11.30, you're doing that. There's a, there's a, a, a that, that's where, you know, maybe the mythology where we started comes in you know the, there are these stories here which maybe describe that but but there's a breaking that happens and a, which is a deepening and a, an opening of the heart and a widening of the perspective past just small things and taking in a lot more and it's messy which is why this whole thing sounds messy i thought i had it all clear in my head but it's it's a messy process and so it should be does that answer okay. your question no because it doesn't need to there's no question okay, being asked good. it sounds like questions, <laughs> questions questions are great it's just the answers which are the you know, clinging on to the answers yeah part of, the, part of it is is just having a question like what if everything i thought was the way it is maybe isn't 
And I was, I was mistaken. You know, what a question to start with. Now that can take you anywhere. And the choice is, do I pursue that inquiry or am I a bit too busy? Or maybe is now the, not the right time because if I don't pay my rent, I'm going to be homeless. That is that comfortable world we live in where we're trying to scrounge a bit of happiness out of for many. But yeah, love that question. What if I'm mistaken? Because unless we've actually put ourselves through some kind of rigorous testing procedure, we probably are mistaken about ourselves, about that deepest part inside of ourselves, because all in the absence of that, it's just what everyone else has said. And what do they know? That's why I can't tell anyone here on this call what to do, because I've never met you. And it's none of my business. Or if you come onto anything that I'm charging you for, I can't have an agenda for you. I can just maybe bring you to a place where interesting things might happen. Oh, I love so it. meddlesome everything, isn't it? Doesn't it get you oh, down a bit? It's like very anti-guru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, maybe I should find a freaking guru. And then they can tell me what to do. We need to get over that. In, uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. This is good, juicy stuff, though. For me, anyway, I, I like it. I like awesome, it. Put everything up for grabs. What, what would happen? That was my question when I left. What if, I didn't actually think it that way, but what if mm -hmm. everything was up for grabs? That included, by putting it under pressure, my relationship with my wife, certainly mm -hmm. what my friends and family thought and felt, what I might be doing in the future. That was all just, who knows? That's not for me to know now. I've just, what I've got to do is just keep, a, keep an empty space so that things might happen that I can't meddle with. Because if I put my grubby little fingers my sweaty, grasping little hands on it, then I'll just make it properly pretty much the same as what I've just come from, because that's all I know. How do we get stuff from the unknown? That's what a mythological story is about, isn't it? Someone goes off into the unknown and come back with something actually quite useful. But are we going to do it or not? Am I going to do it or not, rather? I'm curious about that question of you, that decision to do it. So there's two things there that be, I'm interested about. Like the, it was either it's always there that decision was going to be made. I don't know. Maybe this is a, the impression I have in mind. Is there's like you, you, you were in that job, you were doing that work, but at some point, deep down, you were going to leave. Or there was like a moment where you popped and you think, actually, there's this whole new thing I want to do. Or it's something completely different. Yeah. And then also how that decision affected the people closest to you. Because there's a lovely story about you told me about your wife and her perceptions of what was going on. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, it's very difficult to, and it's quite fitting to talk about this stuff without a lump in the throat and a shiver in the spine, right? That's why it's uh, th this talk about it being a big deal to actually step out. People, Some people call it stupid. Some people call it courageous. They're just interesting adjectives, which maybe contain something to look at. Who cares? But in everyone's different way, it, it needs to be and should be difficult. So I was like, a, I suppose might have looked to my wife as a, like a prince who suddenly turned into a frog. Suddenly, I, by leaving a job, the status disappears. That didn't really matter much to me. I was actually quite excited. Mine was, I had a change in heart and there was nothing I could do about it. It was game over. It wasn't a choice. I didn't choose it. It, it happened. But there was a decision point one day when I crossed the line, but the process was out of my control. I could not participate anymore in the place I was in. Not because they're bad and wrong, of course, just because my those values had dissolved, those priorities had suddenly disappeared. I did, 
I was left empty handed. And also I had a, a huge urge to actually experiment and explore, which probably made it quite a lot easier in many ways because I was up for it rather than being propelled by, you know, sometimes it's a death or a divorce or a firing or some other thing or an illness that, that, that can maybe jolt people from one thing into another. Although mine wasn't really so much a choice as if I could have, I would have got fired, sure, if I would have. I, I couldn't do it anymore. It was ridiculous. So, so I thought, what happens if I drop everything and see what happens and just stick with that for as long as I can? Now, that sounds cool to me, doesn't it? Yeah, great. Yeah, it might sound like a bit of fun. As long as I don't turn it into a project for personal growth or something like that, make a project out of myself, or maybe think maybe I can write a book about this one day. You know, like, so no, keep that all out of that space. But what about my wife? She didn't ask for that. So six months, and she was wondering what's going on. At first, she was really supportive because she is. And for a while, she was. Meanwhile, I had, I had friends and family saying, what are you doing? You know, they, they wanted me. And I, I, I believe this is quite a normal thing. And it's understandable just to get back to how you were because everything was fine. Why mess with something when it's broken? Just stick with it. What's it. Weren't you happy? Can we not talk about happiness? That's something else. We could talk about happiness. I quite like maybe. I know you got it in your title. And there's nothing wrong with that. Only if we cling on to it, right, and do things in order to get happiness as an outcome. When what about all that s sad stuff? There's as much to be found in all these negative emotions, which we try to discredit as there is in all the good stuff, right? And not visiting there. So when someone is maybe going there, and I was going there in many different ways. I'm talking around that. I don't want to in, into the detail, the, like the random bag of things that I found myself doing. But uh, that's attendant with a lot of, uh, you know, I didn't give a crap about the environment. I didn't have time to think about it when I was, I was wondering what the, what the fuss was. I didn't see why nature was very important. It's just a thing out there. I wasn't extreme like that, but if you judged me on my actions and what was actually coming through, yeah, it was clear that that wasn't really a thing. But w when these things start, a person can be looking like they're rapidly changing in front of your eyes. There's a very good reason not to do that. People hate change. People hate it. Every, all structures around us are to, to avoid change, right? So she was worried, right? Uh, and my family was worried. And they, some called me names. I don't take that against me. Like, what you're doing is self-indulgent, naive. It was quite innocent, that's true. To not have an agenda requires a certain, I found, innocence. Because just like being a, an openness, it's a good thing. Maybe you would want to call it naive. Self-indulgent because, uh, you know, better just to... Uh, that's an interesting one. We can talk about that maybe. And uh, what about irresponsible because I've got young children, right? So you should just carry on earning a safe income because your children are expensive things, aren't they? And they need to be paid for at least 21 years. And uh, all these things, all this... And I don't think they were really their thoughts. I think they are thoughts which get absorbed from a certain culture that one immerses oneself into. And no one asks for it. It certainly doesn't have to be that way. But that's certainly what a kind of broad, rather extreme narrative is that we're all subject to. And that is also the major impediment of us finding our purpose, right? Discovering what our souls are, discovering who we really are, and experiencing any kind of adventure or hardship through which can crack our nut and reveal what our actual seed is. So yeah, it was tough. What, what to cut a story, which I've already made too long, short from your question <laughs> about my wife, is that what was really interesting. And uh, yeah, it was, she was seeing all this stuff going on. And I guess what she was really wondering, and she didn't realize she was wondering, was whether she was going to be included in all that change and all that turned up on its head.
and she'd never felt so stressed and upset and worried and she she didn't know why which made it even more difficult and I didn't know why and I tried to find out but I start I sounded like a crap therapist which made her even more irritated and quite right and then eventually is it that you think that I want to change everything and then maybe that I don't love you anymore and then the moment those words were spoken yes that's what my worry is and then it was well, the moment some things are said aloud it's almost like six months of pressure can like, do you think that, though, in, in what you're seeing? Does it seem like a negative process that's leading to me sort of abandoning my children and falling out of love with my wife? And the answer was actually no on the face of it. It's, it's, it looks like something quite wonderful is happening. And you're, much, you're around a lot more and you're different and you're more fun even. And I, I kind of love you more. But I'm really worried about the future. But the love bit, suddenly that was evaporated. The worry about the future bit, that will never, ever, ever go away. I haven't had a salary since 2011. So that worry about the future will never go away. And I know I'm not alone in that either, startup people. So yeah, that was my wife, but I wasn't seeing my children. I was being structurally kept away from, you know, and work had overtaken. It wasn't just this bit of the, I don't know if that works. So I've got a little bit of the, but it was the whole lot, maybe a little bit down here, like, oh, hello kids. I'm really tired, but have you had a nice day? Oh, look, you're 15 now. Wow, doesn't time go by so fast? And I, oh, I, but I've got to go back up here because that's where everyone thinks everyone needs to be all the bloody time. You know, what? We talk of design. That's the shittest design in the world. And I'm not having a part of it. But the problem is, what do you do instead? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's have a little wander and see what we might find. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> uh. That was a journey and a half. <laughs> so I feel like it's something you come across as someone who has a very strong philosophy around life and your relationship to life. And so my question now is, is that a philosophy? Because you said there was a change of heart when you left the work world? Was it always like the seeds of this philosophy? You talk about cracking open the nut and the seed was there, but I'm wondering, because there's a very specific view of how the world works that you seem to be sharing. Was there a different view beforehand? And then was there some like a shift, a understanding, or was it like an, a, a process of letting go of stuff? I don't know, it just feels like there's a very strong contrast to the world you're describing in terms of where we're down here and that's yeah. the world. And then to now where actually, the world that bit of the world is there and the rest of it is where you like to hang out you know are we talking about wholeness here i was if life is squeezed down into a little strip down here maybe th there's a problem with wholeness is that what integrity means is that is, is someone who has purpose and i'm not trying to paint myself as that purpose person right but as if we talk about or what we imagine or aspire to what purpose might be does that doesn't that mean some kind of wholeness something where values have been discovered not selected but arisen or discovered mi mysteriously rather than functionally and those values are not being spoken about or packaged for sale and they're coming through in work in the way he tends his garden the way she mothers her child the way she walks down the street and notices someone else in the community and whether they might need a hand you know whatever it just comes out it's just how it is. 
So when, I don't know if I have a, a specific way of, of seeing the world. I think maybe it's the other side, like, you know, with the emperor's new clothes. Sometimes he's naked, man. Can't you, you know, and, and I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, of course. It's just me ranting here, isn't it? But he's naked. And I used to think he had clothes on, but he's naked. He's naked. That is more like, um, yeah, not that. I, I can see what that is, not that. Rather than I know what all this is. No, this for me is shrouded in mystery as it should be. And it takes an exploration, an adventure to, to start to get experiences out of a mystery and the uncertainty that's in that and the maybe humility that it's not for me to conquer. And that can play out in any way that anyone wants it to. And it's not a showcase. It shouldn't be spoken about. If it's a showcase, then you, probably it's not what you're talking about. It's an anonymous, it's an anonymous kind of cloudy place, I reckon. So do I, do I have a way of seeing it or not? I don't know. I think it's more of like a, a groping through the dark, but no one likes the idea of getting shit under their fingernails. Or maybe you do. I think people secretly do. I think there's a great big pool of yearning for people who actually... Some, the, the, have you seen the incidents of the use of the world wild these days? Mm. It's everywhere. It's, had the, it's been branded to death. There's that yearning, the purpose yearnings we talked about, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, they're yeah. there. And, I, and I, I, I know that I didn't really answer your question. <laughs> so, well, no, you did. Because what the way I understood it is like I think you, the way you articulated it, it isn't that basically. Yeah, um, not that. It's that is the choice. Mine was yeah. like, I know what that is, and I just want to see what's over here. It doesn't matter yeah, yeah. what it is or where I go. Yeah, and what I understand, you know, when I think of the the way you're looking at the world, the way it comes across to me is like, it's not that. It's over here. I have no idea what is over here. And I think that's where we need to be because that's where life is life. Here is very structured and controlled. Here is what life is, which is this emergent, unfolding, unknown, exploration, adventure, whatever it is, all these words that we try to use to explain it. But actually, what I'm getting from you is that it can't be explained. You just have to go there which scares the shit out of most people because they're used to the structured little corner where they know what's going on and what's happening and how it's and how to describe it and how to sell it and how to give it some kind of paint a picture of what it is and the energy that i'm getting from you is very much like i can't describe it i can't tell you what it is and that's the whole point is that you need to be in that space to then experience it for yourself and then decide whether you want to stay there or not as opposed yeah. to a guru or someone telling you, this is why you should do this and this is how you'll find your purpose. And let's not belittle or, you know, let's not think about higher or lower order people or states of consciousness and all this and enlightenment and all that rubbish. That one-upmanship is for the com- competitive world, right? So let's not imagine that there are people who are and people who aren't. In some way, everyone is. But it's very easy, I find, to try and settle for some middle ground where we kid ourselves, when we really, we know, I can't speak for everyone, I know what it feels like to dodge the real question, because I'm a bit afraid to go there. And if I talk about happiness, what is it that needs to be different for me to be happy? For a start, what's wrong with me being happy right now? That's a big part of it. The gift of sight or hearing or smell, you know, these are pretty amazing. 
you know, you'd start off pretty happy if you were a blob and you got given that. Now we all take a lot of things for granted. There's a lot of beauty that is totally overlooked because we're too busy or striving for some extra thing which could never compare with the ability to feel the dampness of the sea breeze. That's amazing. But there is a thing that the maturing of a human being must be tempered. It's a, it's a tempering process. I think it's done with pressure and fire and a bit of clanging and to not find a way to put into question what's taken for granted. Like to we can project ourselves into a business very easily and we can tell ourselves what I'm doing here is making a difference. And I, I don't mean this mockingly. Making a difference is doing good. Maybe my intentions are just right. But the world does not give a crap about my business. The world will not remember me after I'm dead. Get used to that. The world's not going to remember the business. They don't even remember what you're doing a couple of minutes later because they don't know you. Like, so get over it. What the world does want is for everyone as best they can to turn up as truly and fully as a Lawrence and Carlos and whatever, and Chris, whatever that is. And, and that's where it starts getting really messy, doesn't it? And, and difficult to, it's ineffable. That's when we need to turn to the poets. Like, if we would have just skipped this entire podcast and just read a poem by someone like David White or Rilke or just done T.S. Eliot's, his East Coker, one of the four quartets, then we could have dispensed with all this rubbish. Look, we've been going for 50 minutes and all you've had is me. And it's all in there. Let's, it's all in there, right? Who, if they're not too busy to concentrate, can't read a poem. Everyone's read a poem, right? Surely, and just gone, and there's that lump. There's that shiver. This is what I'm talking about. And whichever way to experience that and feel that and start to like, why not cry when you find out that those, my daughter just told me that those blue parrots from Rio, this cartoon I haven't seen, but she's seen, I know which one she is. They're extinct now. They're like, she said they are, they're extinct. So I know those blue parrots she saw in her, they're all dead now. You know, how much, how much do we care? The poets make us care. Being out in nature makes us care. So the more we're caring, and it's good to care through the medium of business, that is possible. And if you're doing that, if you're doing that, that all that, and through a business, then you get on here, not some scruffy pretender here. Get them on the podcast. That's, that is, because that's still the medium we've got to use. But let's not kid ourselves. Let's not get self-righteous about what we're doing unless we can look at ourselves and say, what do I really not want to do? Because that's probably what we need to do. Because unfortunately, it strikes me that that's how human beings work because we can't function like a dandelion that can just sprout out and do the dandelion thing without thinking. We're humans. It's much more difficult. Do you have a David? I love David White. He's got a new book out at the moment called Consolations, and I was just listening to a podcast where, with him where he was talking very specifically about this idea that we use these words, and sometimes we intellectualize these words, and they become this abstract thing. And the example he gave was the word door. And sometimes, like, when we think of a door, we think of a door, and there's a door is a piece of wood with a hinge, and, it, and there's a, the, an image of a door. And then he said, but as a child... You have an experience, your first experience of a door isn't the word. It's maybe a barrier. It's closing you in. It's stopping you from getting out. 
it's stopping you. And so there's this real different experience around there's the experience and there's the words that are trying to label the experience and then how over time as adults we abstract more and more what these words are and we forget what the actual experience is and we yeah. they just become these ideas so yeah talking to that whole whether it's a poem that's maybe what the thing i'm getting about in terms of what the poem does it takes you out of the thinking and the words and tries to get you into the experience and reminds you of those times when those words meant something to you as yes. opposed to them just being ideas that you share and trying to look clever with. Exactly. Why not forget absolutely everything I might have said? And I can barely remember what I just said because it, it doesn't matter when you just have a short... So should we do this? So let's... Okay. You know, take a moment, and uh, we're, we're talking about our most deepest urges. We're talking about the biggest question possible of what's the point of me, and what, what, so what am I supposed to do? And, and we're talking about purpose and business, and we're talking about the rest of our lives. And I'll try to read this without crying. All the true vows are secret vows. The ones we speak out loud are the ones we break. There is only one life you can call your own and a thousand others you can call any name you want. Hold to the truth you make every day with your own body and don't turn your face away. Hold to your own truth at the centre of the image you were born with. Those who do not understand their destiny <laughs> will never understand the friends they have made nor the work they have chosen nor the one life that waits beyond all others. By the lake in the wood, in the shadows, you can whisper that truth to the quiet reflection you see in the water. Whatever you hear from the water, remember, it wants you to carry the sound of its truth on your lips. Remember, in this place, no one can hear you. And out of the silence, you can make a promise. It will kill you to break. That way, you'll find what is real and what is not. Mic drop. So what, what do we do? What the hell do we do? Good hmm. question. Stick with it, right? Don't answer it. Don't say, oh, I know. I'll make up a project and then feel like I'm doing something about it or maybe do that as well for survival but if we're talking about purpose urges that's the spirit we're talking about isn't it what do I do what the hell am I supposed to do and I think there's a certain desperation about that and it's a hopeless cause it's a hopeless cause and it will never ever come to fruition and that's that's the that's what makes it what it is there's no winning there's no being better than anyone else. It's hopeless. Wow. I loved, you know, well, I, was really, I was triggered, actually. I was quite, I found it quite challenging when you were talking about, what, what I heard was this kind of, there's this extreme, there's this extreme, and there's being in the middle, which is not a great place to be. And this kind of halfway house of there's living fully in the structure, living fully in this space of, emergence unfolding just being and then there's this middle space 
which I feel I'm inhabiting at the moment, of trying to explain what this space is like to these other people. Mm. Yeah? Where we're selling a tangible thing, explaining, putting to words an experience that can't be explained. Carving a path or saying that there's a path where there is no path. Taking people yeah. on a journey where we have no idea what the destination is, but we tell them it's actually a business that you love. And how that, on one hand, is playing into the world, the structured system of actually, we make money, we buy houses, we, we live, we put food on the table. And through doing that in a way that's using the structured system, but trying to tell the story of the unstructured space, we are sitting in this kind of very uncomfortable middle now. It feels uncomfortable because it feels like you're kind of betraying both systems. But at the same time, what I'm getting is, but it's the space I'm in. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge it. No. But at the same time, I'm conscious of where it is. And it's neither one place or the other yet. Yeah. And I think it's okay to look back, you know, an hour later or a decade later and say, I probably had done that differently. Or, or maybe that's what led me to where I am. And I think a feeling of hypocrisy is quite honest and actually probably quite healthy. Because if someone thinks they've got it nailed, and that they are the guru, then it means that um, you know, there's not really many values there. You, you, mm. Your uh, a sense of feeling of hypocrisy, let's call it that, is when our actions aren't necessarily living up to what our aspired. And that, so there's room to, room to go, right? And an urge to. So that sounds entirely healthy to me. We don't always have to be perfect and right, do we? But it's not black and white, is it? We do, we've got to do the best we can. If, I think if we hold one, a, bit, a bit of us open for that inquiry, as you clearly are in what you said there, then that's what I think, that's, I think that is in practice how we actually get by in life, isn't it? But to shut down the inquiry is very inviting. And frankly, I think it's encouraged generally, implicitly, and explicitly once it actually becomes a bit noisy and that that's the real problem that's where humans might stop being particularly human and we might start to treat i might start to treat a young teenage lad like a unit a bum on a seat uh, and that's that's that can easily happen for anyone so mm. we just got to keep plugging on but keep the inquiry open don't we awesome thank you very much chris really appreciate the yeah where we went to with this conversation, I had <laughs> no idea this is going to go this way, but it was yeah, is enriching and it was a lovely experience. Andy is asking, how can we help our kids to live in this way, especially with the school system the way it is? Yeah, forget about school. Send them there if they have to, right? But don't put too much emphasis on school. Don't put too much mm. emphasis on business, right? It's useful. It's got a function. So is a hammer. I don't go around waving my hammer all the time, though. And uh, by doing it, by keeping that inquiry open, right, and actually giving a shit about it, we're probably showing much louder than we'll ever know and not talking about it. Just it'll come out. Trust. It'll come out mm. and kids see it because they're not stupid. And that's how they learn. We learn they're watching us. They are watching us. <laughs> and so they are watching us. So it matters, you know, whether we're listening to David White or not. They are watching I just uh, love the idea of our kids as little stalkers, you know, yeah, watching yeah. our every move. Oh, I really appreciate actually this conversation, Chris. It's made sense of a lot of things for me, particularly around this uh, structureless 
way of looking things i'm very much wedded to structure i love to know and understand and find meaning and stuff but i'm also appreciating what you're saying about also the and generally it's best not to try and make sense of it keep it in the senseless for as much as possible i think doesn't have to make sense <laughs> keeping the inquiry open you're talking to a scientist here you realize yeah, yeah stop it <laughs> Scientists, you bend them around far enough and they turn into kind of astrophysics philosopher Buddhists, don't they? <laughs> uh, Carlos is on that spectrum now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. On that yeah. note. On that note, if people want to get to know you more, basically they really are curious about, or they want to inquire and keep the inquiry open and they maybe think that actually sharing a space with you might be a useful inquiry. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They can call me. <laughs> or they can email me on my phone. Or I've got a website, <laughs> yep. so that's the starting point. It's not very Let's fancy. Do that. Uh, www.chrispack.com. Yeah. And I and I make things up. I just make things up. Everything I do is just a project. Uh, some are ongoing. They might not go on forever. Nothing does. That's not cool. a plug, but it's a bit of data. Well, it's a point of connection. I think that's the thing. The yeah. most important thing is not necessarily to sell, but to have a some something some way to connect with you. So yeah, check I do out need Chris's... to sell more though. I'm terrible. We know I need some, some advice. Can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk some more. Thank you very much, Chris. Really. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, both of you. It's a real privilege to be asked. Whoever one is, especially me, come on and talk about something like this. And I just, I've just loved the conversation. Um, if that's what it was, I, yeah, I spouted a bit. It's your fault, <laughs> though. Great. It's all your fault. Thank you for listening to our Happy Entrepreneur podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you found this podcast episode. And if you'd like to learn more about creating a new path for your work and business, path that feels more meaningful more purposeful and more aligned to who you really are then sign up to our newsletter on our website thehappystartupschool.com and you'll receive little nuggets of wisdom stories of experienced entrepreneurs following this more purposeful path and also a little bit of a wittering from myself and Lawrence and other useful bits of information and content to keep you inspired keep you engaged and keep you happy.